Hey there, Beanie Babies. This is Adam Ganser checking in with you all to let you know if you like what you're hearing on our Patreon, you can always feel free to toss us a couple extra bucks and join that $5 tier where you'll get some access to the most exclusive and best podcasts anywhere on the internet, including some of your favorite episodes of Spiel Boys, Star Trek The Next Futurama, bonus eps of I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours, and some new upcoming exciting projects that I can only seductively hint at. Hope to see you around, Beanerinos. Everybody, I love that I sound surprised every time I do this. Welcome to Rough Stuff, uh, the podcast where me and my co-host talk about embarrassing stories from childhood. Uh, my name is Bridget Greenberg, and my mother took my photo for my fake ID when I was like 16 <laughs> years old. Okay, that that kind of fucking rules, actually. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that's pretty sweet. It's pretty badass, but uh, it didn't work. Spoiler alert. Uh, you got to go to the passport office. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For your fake ID. Well, yeah. I mean, it's oh, a to get government. the photo. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm Sarah Griffith. I uh, my embarrassing little tidbit is I lived the nightmare of walking into a women's room. There were teenage girls that were like kind of chit chatting by the sink, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that they were talking shit about me. They got real quiet when I walked in. Oof. When I went to the stall, they started talking again. When I got out of the stall, they were looking at me like. Were they silent? Yeah. Just staring. And then as I washed my hands, they started talking again. And I I almost, I can't, I have gotten so close recently to outright looking at strangers and being like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And and that was a time where I was like, I could fuck with these girls Don't, so bad yeah, if I just like, look, hey, how's it going? I think there's a thing that I am observing, and let me know if it's true for you, um, that in your 20s, you're a little intimidated by teenagers. Mm. As you get into your 30s, you're like, I should just fuck with them. Yeah. I th- and I, I think that's what happened to you here. I, I remember I this happening. I was still in my 20s when this happened. So, yeah, so I was right like, on the threshold. You were like the youth. I'm now the one they're making fun of. And yeah. it's a little bit of a... And honestly, like it, it was a little intimidating because it was kind of like... The cool teens are talking about you. I mean... Well, and then I didn't, I didn't know like... Am I lit? I like checked myself on the mirror because I was like, oh, maybe like I have something. Were you wearing skinny jeans? I actually, I actually do think I was, but this was back in like 2018, 2019. Okay. I don't know when we turned on the skinny jean. Uh, exactly. What the timeline it was is. A re- I think 2020 did it in once and for all. Okay. So uh, there were probably whispers about it. We probably didn't know it was uncool. There, probably that, was, there were whispers. The, the, it was starting there to be uncool and they clocked you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm visibly a millennial in so many ways. Which brings yeah. us to the topic of conversation we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would love to do this in unison, but I don't think we can. Should we try? Yeah. In a word, what are we talking about today? One, two, two three. three. Fashion. Fashion. We, did we, did we did it. We did it. Wow. I was so afraid you were going to say clothes. <laughs> <laughs> clothes. Clothes. You went high and I went uh, normal. Fashion. Uh, and we just saw the Barbie movie, so let's talk about shoes. We Let's talk about it. Just some girls, your girls. Talking about edition fashion. Uh, Yeah, I mean, but really what you're wearing can be the genesis of so many hauntingly embarrassing moments. I think for me, it's a good 
portion of it. I um, was and to some extent in some circumstances still do consider myself a poor dresser. But definitely when I was a kid, there was there was almost no circumstance where I felt comfortable with when I was with what I was no, wearing. I as a kid, I always felt like uh, this is kind of how I felt about indie music for a long time as well when I was in middle school and people would be talking about death cab for cutie and the Hell shins yeah. and like Let's a lot go. of like indie rock that was really popular at the time. And I would think like, how, wait, how do all of, you know, all of sure. these bands and all of these songs, like, where did you go to hear all this cool music? Cause like yeah. I hadn't made the leap to like, I was still like very much radio MTV VH1 right. top 40. And then just kind of like, Whatever, maybe I heard, I was big on like watching a TV show, liking a song and then finding that song. That's where I got my, but like that's where a lot of indie music for me, because I was very much into all those bands uh, and my music taste in some ways have never left that era of bands, uh, but came from CW shows. Yeah, see, and I was, the OC was kind of the only thing that I was kind of sort of watching in that yeah. realm, but I I wasn't super into. But then once I learned, yeah, CW that I had shows to. gave you the plug on a lot of indie music. Actually, you know, it was an early plug for me. No kidding, what? Teen Vogue. Uh, I love Teen Vogue when I was in middle school. I Teen Vogue, and I the the Teeny Bobber Mag, like not pre Teen Vogue even like your J 14s Yeah, I wasn't into that. Oh, maybe that was a, a camp thing, a sleepaway. No, no, I camp mean thing. it was definitely a popular thing. But actually, this is this is so me. I didn't like the way that magazine was designed. Like sure. you know, the cover would be. <laughs> yeah, you were you were picking <laughs> the, about the, the graphic cover design. would be like a collage a of different celebrities. Oh yeah, like, they're I horrible. Felt, like, I thought the photo shoots were tacky. Yes, but like Teen Vogue, like. That was photography. Oh that, my god! I still remember Annie Leibovitz Jr. Oh no, almost. They did a spread with like Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grant. I remember. I think I can. I can conjure this image uh, in my there mind. There are eye. like multiple photo shoots of the three of them from Teen Vogue and like other kind of like magazines yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah. But like, I, uh, it might be a Rolling Stone one I'm thinking of. But like, same. Yeah, difference. no. Yeah. Teen Similar. Vogue. There's a Teen Vogue shoot where they're in front of like a graffiti wall. They they got spray cans. Oh, I love this photo shoot okay. to this day. They gave them spray paint and the three of and photos of the three of them spray painting bullshit. Yeah. And then they're all posing in front of the spray paint. It's very like 2000s London punk revival kind sure, of like, do you yeah. remember when that was kind yeah, of yeah, coming yeah. back? Arctic the monkeys and yeah. Arctic monkeys yeah. is what exactly yeah, like yeah. that kind of like for sure. Indie pop punk. That was, yeah, yeah that was hot Rock, at the, the time. Kinks. And Teen Vogue really yeah. was my window into like kinks. what the cool kids were into. The kooks, not the, kooks, the kinks. Not the, the kinks, kinks the, 60s the kinks, band. yes, but, the, but, but in a nostalgia way, the kooks being the current iteration of the, the, kinks. the millennial version of the kinks the kooks oh god i've got a headache um, uh yeah no Te teen vogue was like when i started to yeah here, clue I, into like maybe what was cool but then i still felt like somehow i'm like three months behind everyone else i also and, and know what i think as a, a poor dresser at the time um i think time is on my side Mm. Um, even though I dressed poorly at the time and I, and there were, uh, my mother dressed me a lot. My mother, uh, used to work in the fashion industry. She's a very fashionable lady. She's hip on all the trends. She used to be a trend forecaster. So I kind of like left that to my mom. Yeah. Cause I did not like any of the clothes. 
I, I didn't like shopping. I did. Oh, I still to this day. I, I still don't really like shopping. I still to this day going shopping. It's like dragging. I'm like a like a dog at a vet's office. Yeah, like, yeah. I do not want to be there. I have like an hour window before I quit. Yeah, my I if I'm really need to go shopping, I got to go shopping by myself. I've got two hours max. I wear and that does yeah. include a lunch break. And I wear clothes till they fall the fuck apart yep. until like I physically can't wear them anymore. Yep. Um, because I want to avoid shopping or that badly. Or sometimes I will wear an item of clothing so much. Yeah. I get a call from my mom. She says, you can't wear that shirt anymore. Oh, yeah, mom. So I, uh, uh, when I was on that game show, that dress, yeah. she was like, and now that it's been on TV, retire, get rid of it. Oh, you that, can never wear it again. Yeah. I still have like, clothes right. and, and you know, this might be my, uh, this is embarrassing to admit. I still have clothes probably from when I was like 14. I absolutely do. It's incredible and, uh, that I still fit in them. That's a testament to. Uh, yeah, I still have like my college going out clothes from Forever 21. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I still break them out. And I, you know what's fucking crazy? I still get compliments. Hell yeah. I, I recently wore a Forever 21 top out. I posted it, Fit Pick. Fit- it was that kind of like it rainbow fit- tequila sunrise looking like okay. bodysuit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So cute, so hot. So many people love that top. Thanks. I got it Forever 21 in 2017. You know what? And it's true. Fast fashion is bad. It's bad. But there if are pieces. Hold, if you hold on to those clothes and you get a lifetime out of them, that is not fast fashion. A lot of. I still. I can't believe some of those pieces have held up. There have been certainly stuff that I've worn from Urban Outfitters or Forever 21 or any of those shitty stores that. Uh, or Zara that have disintegrated the minute it touched my body. Sure. But there are so it either does that or you'll have it for 25 years. Here's one. I'll do you one crazier. Sometimes the clothes break and I fucking pull out a sewing kit and uh, mend it. There we go. Last That's summer, there were three pieces of clothing that I stitched back together. Now, don't look at those stitches up close, Tim Gunn. No. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm not a seamstress. Uh, it's not great work, but the clothes look good. And the nasty sewing is on the inside where only I'm seeing it. Every time I've tried to sew something, and this was like, I, I had like a before I left for college and before I left uh post-college uh that was like a, a week-long turnaround but uh there my parents gave me a little like uh, adult one-on-one tutorial my mom both times had to remind me how to sew a button back on and still to this day anytime i have to sew a button back on something <laughs> that was just kind of a guess you know just thread the needle through the little holes you know what i mean like just yeah sure i still on there. I, I still watch a youtube video and then just start doing it and i'm like I, that that'll hold for actually night. Bridget accountability. We should either pay someone to teach us or go on YouTube for a day. We should learn how to hem because for learn short girls like us, learning how to hem a pant is really key. I think we have friends that know how to do that. that Our fellow short us. friend Sydney. Our, oh, does she? Because when I taped up my pants for that movie premiere and then just like put a lazy stitch in it, yeah, Sydney was like, I could fully hem pants. And I'm like, Hell of yeah. course you can. You're four foot eleven. That's cool. Sorry, now we're off topic. Now we're off topic. No, but I but back to so a lot of embarrassing, just like leaving the house. Sometimes you've already lost. Um, uh, and something I struggled with until recently. I 
when I was younger, I underdressed in so many occasions yes. that as an adult, sometimes I find myself compensating for that. Yeah, for and sure. Overdressing. I I am so scared, uh, especially in this uh, season of my life, as I'm going to a lot of weddings. Yeah. Uh, big fear and going to, you know, when we were younger, we uh, went to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs, uh, constantly underdressed for those, didn't quite get the, when there's a fashion code, I uh, was prone to fucking that up a lot. Even if or, it said like cocktail attire, black the the black simple tie, ones but now we're, now we're getting a lot of like middle ground ones that are like mm, business cash that i you know i got like a summer formal oh yeah uh you get a lot of middle or like uh creative black tie okay uh, that you're creative just like black tie. so yeah. you want me to dress like the phantom of the opera like yeah. what are you saying i yeah i was like i don't know what that means uh there was one that said semi-formal and then said long dresses or cocktail dresses and then no I, there's I, a, such a big difference no, between and, and this was an out-of-town wedding so i like packed one dress that i knew yeah. was good and then i was the only one in a cocktail dress and i'm like this is why you err on you, the side you of cannot over. say you could like co cocktail long attire is the dress code yeah that is a you can't you, say business casual slash white tie. No, no, white tie is what you wear to the premiere of an opera in Berlin. Right, business casual is what I wear to most like work events. Yeah, you know, like there's a really big difference. There's, I would wear jeans if it said business casual. I also uh, working in like a creative field too. My office attire is all over the place. Yeah, I remember first moving out. I my first job at uh, a website you may have heard of called Crack.com. Yes, uh, I remember going to uh, Forever or Urban Outfitters. I think at the time, and uh, this was 2015, so tail end of our Urban Outfitters years. Yeah, uh, and just buying any blouse, just just buying about 15 blouses. Yeah, I used to have like a a yeah. seven or eight blouses. And yeah, it was just like yeah, and I was just like that's what I wear to work. And then I worked at like a a cool hype beastie office, and everyone was in like vintage tees and jeans I've and sneakers. And I, I was like, no, what? Yeah, and actually, this is fucked up to say. I look so good in like corporate clothing. Like every time I've had to like, yeah, get corporate. Like I gotta say, when I was in a lawsuit, I was showing up to that courthouse. I was showing up to my lawyer's office you were looking fitted. like Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I was <laughs> legally like, blonde, full, but like the like realized. I was wearing pink, but like right. I was slaying like a smart black skirt and yeah. a tasteful top. I was killing it in like my business professional. Oh, you know what I was? I was Olivia Pope on Scandal. Like, I, you know, I was thinking well um, tailored, Andy well dressed, and Devil Wears Prada. Yes, yes. Some of those fits are bad. We like I could we. So yeah, but this, some of them are great. They go from bad here's the to thing. great. When you dress trendy, you run the risk of having yes. a look age poorly. But if you just wait long enough, the thing that you thought looked shitty 10 years ago, 20 years from now is actually going to look cool again. That's what I've discovered. Which is where we find ourselves now in our current trend cycle. And our current trend I've always uh, kind of stayed the middle, of course, I think for a couple reasons. One, the the fashion that was part of the Abercrombie and Fitch style yeah was was a was bad uh yeah uh, when we were growing up it, it was not good and i remember thinking i don't like any of this but this is like you know, the knockoff versions or whatever that's what teens wear that's what i, I have was to wear wearing to these polo shirts a lot of stores. polo shirts when the fuck would i, I ever know, do that to myself i was too much of a tomboy to do the like ruffled mini skirt thing that everyone I, was doing I, 
I um got I had a couple of those. Yeah, that was a big one that I was like, I can't do that. But when I would dress in like whatever pant version they had for uh tomboys and uh girls who are uncomfortable in Bermuda uh, shorts. Yeah. Oh, there were a lot of Bermuda shorts in my I wanted past. to pull off Bermuda shorts so belly. You really do have to be tall to do that. You, I think that that is tall people that, clothing. That's a long Because I've seen tall girls wear Bermuda shorts successfully. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, there was um, the show Happy Endings. Yes. Uh, Jane on that show uh, pulls off a Bermuda short like no one else. Yeah. Uh, wish I could do that, but I am a short girl with an athletic build and uh, got, got a thicker thigh. It don't yeah. work. It don't work. Uh, well, my shin is like smaller than the rest. Like my knees were the way my legs are set up. My knees are low on my leg. Okay. I never noticed this until I was folding jeans. Mm. And you know how the, the knee kind of gets. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn, this is awful fucking low. You know what I've, all, I've also only come to appreciate recently as like these kids are circling back, them kids are circling back like low rise jeans and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I realized happened to me when I got caught in and you probably you did uh, a lot in your youth is uh, just because I, I think there's a lot of like, well, if you're thin, you can pull off a lot of stuff. But being petite and being like thin yes. are different things. Yes. Like I still have a curve to me. I'm thin, but I have a curve. So like a lot of the stuff that's made for petite, skinny girls still looks weird on me. Were you because there I when I short explained legs. Ann Taylor Loft to our friend? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was... <laughs> No, but go on, please. Well, okay. It was, I'm naming names. It was her friend Jono and actually Sydney. Sydney's okay. at 411. Sydney's like 5'2. She's like our yeah, height, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I guess Bridget's 5'4 since we want to hold on to that. I'm 5'4. Or, okay, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, you and men are hinge or 6'2, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. I made a comment of like, actually, I think I got this from Ann Taylor Loft. And I was like, Ann Taylor Loft, that's where my mom shop. And me and Sydney were like, okay, but if you're short, Ann Taylor Loft has a petite section yeah. and clothing that is sold for petites literally like the the measurement of like the chest to the shoulder is yeah. smaller like because literally sometimes clothing that is not built specifically for petite people it's like it fits but my arms are not this long like this yeah. is where like the the jean goes like, way too yeah. long and then you got to roll up which so many of my really bad looks from my youth is just like my clothes don't fucking fit so many of my bad looks I think come from me being done shopping, me being like checked out yeah. at my limit when I was young, not liking any of the clothes at any of the stores we were going to, not feeling comfortable in anything and checking out. And then my mom being like, we're getting this, uh, uh. being fed up with me and then just like choosing an outfit. And then I have such vivid memories of being at like a bar and bat mitzvah having to wear these outfits and just being so uncomfortable, so embarrassed, dressed like a little old woman. Um, because that's weirdly what a lot of the clothes were. They were like, well, remember those cards? Is code for old woman. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, remember those like cardigans that yes, were like I cut wore out them those to, I wore those them to many bar and bot mitzvahs. Yeah, yeah. Those like short cardigans. That were yeah. Awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With like capri pants because I didn't want to wear a skirt and like some top with weird fake lacing uh, yeah yeah oh the the fake cami um uh, lace yeah. top yeah which uh, is coming back in a trend yeah and just i but i remember even when i would put those on and it was like a compromise between the mini skirt and the 
I was still like, this is not right. I don't look right. I don't feel right. I don't like any yeah. of this. And uh, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I don't feel like it's still to this day. Um, if I get a manicure and I like get my nails painted and I look at my hand and I'm like, that's not my hand. Mm. Uh, I still get that phantom thing. That's what I felt like wearing those clothes. Of like, that's not that's not me. You know, I actually, crazily enough, I finally learned how to put my hair in a ponytail in seventh grade. I was and late I, to that. Too, and I yeah. wore my hair in a ponytail so often that one time I was trying on clothes with my mom and she said, well, put your hair down for this. Yeah. And when I put my hair down, I looked at myself in the mirror and I literally said out loud, that's me. Because I had been wearing my hair up yeah. for so long. Like I, I had kind of like lost track of. Yeah. No, this is what I and like even to this day, I don't really wear my hair up all that often. Oh. One, I have great hair. You Why would I hair? fucking do That's... that to myself? And then two, also like I just, I don't know. It's like I put my me hair up. It's like yeah. long, like crazy hair. I prefer my hair down, but I and I'm surprised you don't have this problem because you have thick hair as well. I need it out of there. Are so many times during the day, especially when it's hot out, like it is today. I just need it out of. I need. I need it out yeah, of. Yeah, I. I manage. I manage that pretty decently well. Uh, yeah, I think also for me, moving to LA has kind of actually helped me come to terms with like my sense of fashion because, yeah. also for a long time, like when I was in high school, I felt like I could wear anything I wanted, and I felt very like in my style bag in when I was in high school. Weirdly enough. Wow. Uh, because everyone in my high school dressed so radically differently. Sure. There, wa there really wasn't a sense of like, oh, well, this is what people wear to school. Because, bitch, anyone wears... We were wearing like stiletto heels to school some days, t tennis shoes the next. Sometimes you have to dress out because you like, you know, you're painting something that day. So you're okay. in coveralls. Like, yeah. Or like if you're in dance, you're constantly changing clothes the whole day. So, I mean, it was just like such a hodgepodge of different fashions that mm. I didn't ever feel like, oh, well, I want to wear what like the kids at school are wearing. I felt that way like in middle school. And I actually felt that way in college because I went to the, I don't mean to like, generalized but i just found in st louis especially at my school yeah. there was like the way to dress and then any way outside of that way to dress people would make comments on it yeah and not, not in a negative way but it's like if i don't look a little bit like everybody else here it's going to be a talking point and i'm not really interested in having a conversation right yeah, now i was confused at how to dress for a while because growing up in miami obviously there is uh there there is a lot of that of like that's a fashion that's a fashion city it's a fashion city you gotta dress out you gotta dress out it's um it's a very dressy city too and even I, when i went there for work i packed a couple of slutty outfits because i know that's how y'all move yeah and it's a it's a dressy city like they don't mm -hmm. really dress casually there and i think i am in present day bridget in my best style bag when it's like a casual dinner with friends, a yeah. movie night, a game night. Like that's when I have my most options. I can put a fit together. The best is just like a casual evening out. That's not Miami. That's not a thing there. Uh, so never felt comfortable there. Never felt comfortable with like the early mid aughts fashion that uh, existed. Yeah. That was on trend when I was growing up there. Then for college, went to Philadelphia, which was another uh just uh, mindfuck took me forever because uh cold weather city yeah uh you don't dress for seasons in miami um yeah they're like that's not really a thought in your head like you have a hoodie if it's cold but like you it's not a plan uh 
yeah and i did not one i didn't realize the sweaters you buy in miami are not not the same not yeah, not the same there's a different weight to the clothing there's a different weight. i had no idea how to dress for the winters i like remember going with college friends and being like what is sweater what is layer like yeah uh dude that that was hard that took me a long time to figure out how to like leave the house in a sensible fat like way and did not know how to wear a sweater or what was a warm sweater or uh oh and people would make fun of me like like this scarf it's so dramatic like you're seriously wearing like a floor and then a coat it's like uh, i am cold yeah i didn't know when i was pulled. i don't know what you want me to say people have so many jackets i love a jacket now but people had sure. so many different kinds of jackets enough, and coats so, well because here there is weather within the same day Yes. Like it'll start cool, it'll get warm, yeah. it'll freeze at night. So like actually it is kind of nice of like now I have that right. plethora of jackets and stuff. But also in college, like you're not in your car. I mean, you're walking to class and shit. Like yeah. you're in the element. So like you need to be prepared to be in the element. Yeah. College, it took me a while. Yeah, I don't think I like truly figured out how to dress until mid-20s. Uh, yeah, I think I, fi- I really coming to L.A. I finally got comfortable because L.A. to me felt a lot like my high school. It's like, oh, well, it kind of doesn't matter because like everyone's wearing all kinds of different degrees. That's of that's what really dress me. like yeah. the really like wealthy elite, whatever. They are the ones showing up in like leggings and a workout top and hair up and they don't give a fuck and then you uh, what I've always said as a woman is you could really wear anything you want if so long as you have full face of makeup. Sure, you can that, make any outfit look right nicer if you just slap on the right face. Sure, and that was difficult for me because I didn't really learn how to do makeup till I was twenty three. And also, yeah, learning to do makeup is the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't really, and like even now, uh, you know, I can put on a nice face of makeup, but it's very bare bones. Yeah. Uh, it's very simple. The when basics. I, when I, try I to, don't play with yeah, it. When I try you to play, comp- I, I, I play. I feel better about playing, but I, I understand. Like the more I try to complicate, the more steps I do, the worse it's getting. Right. There's, there's diminishing returns at some point. It's so, actually like, just better to like stop. <laughs> I, yeah, I can put on like this one kind of like I'm not gonna play with color. Yeah. I'm not gonna try different things. I, I got my basics. I also don't have patience for these things. Um, yeah that too wow i really only have like an hour in terms of like what i would give getting ready hair included so it's like it's really gotta be that yeah what um what do you think was your worst outfit uh in your childhood oh my god worst out and it can be worst outfit that you loved uh you know what really outfits aside i think for me it it comes down to haircuts haircuts it comes down to haircuts okay because only until really the tail end of my early 20s, I really wanted to have short hair. What? And wh- I would have short haircuts. Why did you want to have short hair? Why? What? Why? Um, so for a long time, I just didn't want to deal with my... It was v- growing up, if you look at photos of me, like all elementary... Again, I didn't even learn to put my hair until a ponytail until I was in seventh grade. Yeah. So it would just be long. It would be down. It would be tangly. Yes. Okay. Um, I really didn't have any kind of... The oh, reason my hair is up so often. Yeah. I really had no awareness of like, how can I... Because like I was playing flag football. I was right. playing sports. I was getting dirt. Like I, like I was moving. My whole body was moving. In the mud. And in part, like my hair. And yeah. I was convinced... 
I mean, my mom always says I have a round face. I do think I have a round face, but I was convinced, I think, by the media. The, you yeah. know, when it's like, if you have a heart-shaped face, do this. If you have a- Oh, by Teen Vogue. If they were one of them, a lot of the magazines, yeah. if you have a round face, get a short haircut. Right. Mm. And I also wanted to prove, this is awful. I wanted to prove that I was pretty outside of my hair. They're like, even if I didn't have any hair on my head, I am still pretty. Okay. And that is true. But the short haircut, it didn't really change whether or not I looked good. It just kind of put me in a... I was like that kid that looks older. Right. Like, why are you dressing like a 60-year-old? Right. And it really wasn't my clothes that made me look older. It was my haircut that made me look older. Yeah. And my hair... Our hairdresser, Josh was like, you are never going to be rocking this fucking Hillary Clinton haircut ever again. Uh, yeah, he still mentions that haircut when I go. He still mentions that haircut to me. And it's like, okay, I, okay, in my defense, when I got that really bad haircut in LA where my hair was short, I knew that was a bad haircut. I didn't have a hairdresser to go to at a time. I was desperate. I just went to a hairdresser that was nearby. I, it was, a, oh God, actually, let me tell this story since this is a podcast about telling embarrassing stories. Yeah. I went to this hairdresser. She was... I don't know, Armenian, let's say. Some kind of European accent sort of deal. So, yeah. okay, that's that's all well and good and fine. It's just the things that she said because her English wasn't so complete, mm -hmm. she spoke kind of harshly. Okay. Which I can translate through that. Right. But I'm getting, I, and I didn't even want it to be that short. I said, because normally I say I want it here and the hairdresser goes, well, what about here and say? And I say, yes. I said, I think I said I wanted it to my shoulder, which is fine. I think what she cut it to was my chin. Ooh, that's and I, too short. And I was having that moment of like, the haircut is already in process. It's I too can't late. say anything. I'm staying with this haircut. As she's cutting my hair, she's doing this. What about eyebrows? Do you want to do eyebrows today? No. She's like, are you sure? Eyebrow? You sure? Not this. And she's pointing to where my eyebrows are fucked up. No, I don't want eyebrow. Upper lip. Upper lip? We could do upper lip? Oh. I say, no upper lip. She says, but you have a mustache. What the? F I don't want upper lip. She's like, chin at least. I'm like, okay, I know. She's going for the upsell. body hair. I, I see that. I can see it. You can see it. And she kept being like, but you have it. You have it. You don't want me to take it off? I'll take it off now. Because you, you're going to have that? And I said, oh, I'll just bleach it. She goes, you want it off. I said, I will just bleach it. And then, so after she fucking harangues me for my body hair, then she starts, what are you doing for your skin? Because I was having my phase two of my um, uh, puberty at the time. Because right. if you don't know, when you're in your 20s, you go through puberty again. Okay. So I had horrible cystic, hormonal acne. I think I'd start yeah. new birth control. I mean, I would like... Yes, I was fucking, I like sitting in her chair. I felt so fucking ugly. And that's the last thing a stylist should be doing. No, so I was yeah. so defeated. Then my haircut looks bad. I'm just like, I just, how much do I owe you? Like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then everyone, Sarah, that one haircut you got was bad. I know. I felt ugly at the time. It was bad. I know. Uh, you don't have to fucking tell me. I knew it when it was happening. A bad haircut. And then this woman, and then, uh, by the way, she's doing all this to me. And she's like, I, I was having a tough time with what we now call a situationship. Yeah. And she's like, boyfriend? I'm like, no. 
She's like, well, with mustache, no, right? I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. She was bullying you. Shut. I think, I think she, she was, was going just, for the upsell. She was but- going for the upsell. And I think there was part of it that was like maternal. Like she was an older woman. And you know, sometimes yeah. your mom could be like, gee, you know, lose some weight. Or like, oh my God, never wear that. You know, you yeah. can be kind of harsh with women, but it's like, right. I am a, a customer and a stranger and you're giving me a bad haircut and you're telling me I have acne and a mustache and I know that I do. Yeah. I'm actually very self-conscious about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fuck. That sucks. That's a, that's a bad experience. And then uh, the other time I got my hair, a few other times I got my hair cut really cut short was for locks of love. Oh yeah, I did that. And I cried the first time I started cut really short, but then everyone hyped me up like, no, it does look good. Yeah, yeah, I had that. I just, I don't know. I, I've just been through a journey. And now what I, when I said like, I'm now clockable millennial yeah. for the rest of my life is because I think for the rest of my life, I have to have long wavy hair, which is a millennial look. Is it? That painfully millennial look. All right. Just because my hair is parted close to the middle, the long, wavy, like my kind of hair specifically, yeah. that's a millennial. I, here's, uh, you know, the hard and fast rules are stupid because uh, I don't. And true, true. And I don't look good with the middle part. I got a, and I don't look good with short hair. Uh, I did the locks of love thing too. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Those pictures don't exist anymore for a reason. Yeah. I have a very long face. I have a long head. It doesn't, the short hair's not going to work. I want to wear short hair so fucking bad, and the, and the middle part doesn't work. I only recently stopped, or not, re- pandemic was a great time. Uh, I mean, this was uh, definitely early aughts culture to st- uh, stick straight hair. Yeah. Uh, you needed stick straight hair, and I didn't know what to do with my- And that also was why I just cut my hair off, because it's like- Oh, I even, fried my e- hair to even death. Even to this day, if I straighten it, it's not- it's not going to stay straight, especially growing up in humid Houston. Oh, growing my up. My ass. Well, growing up in my, it was like the, the, the mitigation technique. Cause it was gonna, it was gonna frizz up. But mm. if I started from my natural starting point in Miami, I would, uh, there's just like, you would get stuck in my hair. Things would get caught. It would have its own center I, of gravity. I did, I did start doing my hair just cause of that. It's like, if I don't at least put a base in here, I like gotta, it's really gotta never going to look like anything. You yeah. got to mitigate somehow. Otherwise it's just going to turn into a, uh, yeah. A really sh- bad. Yeah. It's going to have its own orbit. And I have dry skin and dry scalp as is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I blew dry my hair straight for the longest time. It wasn't until the pandemic that I was like, you know, I, I'm going to be inside. Embrace I, I'll, I'll, the tra- natural I'll train curl. this hair to, to do, to behave. I've trained uh, my hair now. And I, I've trained it. I'm glad I did. Uh, I think my, my worst fashion mistakes were definitely one. I mean, I was in brother's hand-me-downs for, mm. a, for, for too long. And, you know, uh, I think... I had some bad graphic tees. Remember the junk food tees? Oh, yeah. God, how oh, much I would I, wear those today. I uh, had so many junk food tees. Mm. Uh, just always uh, some sort of cartoon on my T-shirt. And uh, along with that, um, do you remember gaucho pants? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were comfortable as fuck, but you look like... Uh, I never liked those. Oh, they were comfortable, but you... Yeah, they were... Uh, you look they're like... Culottes. I, like, they're really, culottes. They're culottes. They're culottes. They're like, culottes. Yeah, they were... Those are coming back. <laughs> I'm not joking. The gaucho, like that kind of like oh. flare laid cut on a yeah, legging. Yeah. Uh, for, That's really hot now. I'm not joking. For a 14-year-old girl with just like no leg. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you. I was just in these like flowy pants that look like I was a elderly woman who lived in the woods, and a t-shirt with like Oscar the Grouch on it. Yeah, um, I loved my Oscar the Grouch t-shirt so much to the point where um, randomly, my parents being um, the sweet, kind-hearted folk they are, uh, are very susceptible to targeted Instagram ads. Oh no, very very susceptible. So they get stupid t-shirt shitty clothing lines targeted at them and they like i they will never hear this note um but they will never stop sending me t-shirts with snoopy on them or cartoon characters and i'm like you know i thought you were getting the shirts that's like my name is Bridget. Oh, they did send me B that. B for boss. Yeah. R for right I, I do. I do have they, that got sent to me too. I got. We, we see those on Facebook. My well, like almost like screenshot of a collection where yeah. it's like Griffith. the Griffith yeah. family means loyalty, right. strength, love. It's like what yeah no i i've gotten a bridget t-shirt yeah uh which is so funny how targeted it is because my name is spelled, i was gonna say they must the spelling spelled is like correctly yeah yeah it had which or my version of correctly which is nobody's version of correctly uh so they're deep into targeted and like anytime there is a snoopy t-shirt uh they they recently for my 30th birthday Bob sent me a shirt with Snoopy dancing on it say, that said, feeling groovy. <gasps> oh, I like that. Do you want it? Yes, and I'd wear it. Uh, I, I love like, a graphic tee. I was, I was like, this is, you know, I I like, I too like a graphic tee. I like a vintage tee. I'm not above, uh, you know, having a stupid t-shirt. But in what world did your daughter ever... Uh, have a shirt the the one that you knew and grew up with uh yeah feeling groovy yeah that's maybe not you entire that that is me but that's the, not you. yeah yeah uh yeah i also um uh, talking about like growing up like don't like fashion don't like shopping i really don't think i like y2k fashion because it's as it's come back i'm like i'm i'm remembering now seeing like I, I don't watch Sex in the City, obviously, but like seeing clips from that show. Oh, my mom did, seeing, and I remember thinking they don't look good. And right, I like seeing like quote unquote fashionable women and being like, I think all of this looks hideous. And now that it's coming back into trend, I'm realizing now. Oh no, I think I just don't like. I don't think that is because yeah. at the time I was like, oh well, if that's what fashion is, then like net like that brown. They loved that brown color, oh, brown, and like that teal, blue. brown and blue. Yeah. What's the color of my bat mitzvah invitation uh, for I, that, that brown and first, blue combo? The first yeah. bat mitzvah I went to, I was wearing that, and I never really liked that. I never liked it, but it was so in the brown. That, and like, that, I like, think like circles brown. were really big, kind of like uh-huh, polka dots, not polka dots per se, but just like big circle prints. Yeah, 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 yeah. big chunky kind of a lot of chunky stuff. like that. I the, think no, the I skirt think that, above jeans, the layering. The layering yeah. upon layering but upon layering. But then for me, like when I learned more about like what real everyday people were wearing in the 60s and 70s, I'm like, okay, so yeah. this is more my bag. Like, I think this is more. Sure. Jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. Essentially, yes. But like, you know, okay. The the color scheme here, the way clothes fit. Yeah. Also watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race and yes, Project Runway, like the vocab, even though like it took me a while to pick on the vocabulary. Now I do find myself being like, okay, but what's the silhouette? You know, if I'm sure. tight on top, I should be loose on bottom. Yeah. Like what works well together? I'm getting, I have become, I think maybe 2020 might have inspired this from me, but just like in recent years, I've become a little bit more hip to like 
building an outfit, like yes. really taking pride in like, well, what goes well? I've been talking about this. Like yeah. I'm kind of rebuilding a wardrobe now where I have like almost like a capsule wardrobe, but it's yeah. like I have staple pieces I can mix and match. And then like, I'm not afraid to wear like a dramatic weird top or, you know, whatever. Right. But like now I'm taking a little bit more pride in putting together a fit. But yeah. it's taken me a long time to appreciate. There were also things about my style growing up that I I think Tam maybe like the weirder aspects, although I think uh what yeah, I think <laughs> I'm having a hard time saying this. Uh the things that I gravitated to as a child and then thinking that I am a bad dresser, not being comfortable shopping or not being very like style forward. Um, but there were things that I liked that I kind of like forgot about and pushed to the back burner. Mm. Uh, and now we're coming back that I was like, no, I like those things. And those weren't like, quote unquote, cool at the time or like yeah, part of no. an outfit. Yeah. But now it's coming back. Like now I'm a sneakerhead again. When uh, sneakers for us, for me growing up, since I went to a uh, a school where we had to wear uniforms, which thank God, if I had to decide how to dress myself every day, I would have. Yeah. That uh, really helped me in middle school that we had uniforms. Yeah. I would have gone on Lexapro a lot sooner than I did if yeah. I had to dress myself every day. Yeah. No, that would not be good. Been for the best. But so the big, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people were, were sneakers. That was like, you had to wear a close toed shoe. Um, that's your, that's I, your style choice of the day. Is and the sneaker. Yeah. There were different ways to dress it up. And, and a lot of people chose sneakers. And I, I was one of those people who was like, I loved a Nike dunk and I would always like that was my favorite part of when uh, we were going back to school was uh, I could pick a pair of new shoes. Yeah. Uh, so loved a Nike dunk, got really into sneakers. And then like as I got out of uh, high school, you know, I, I didn't feel like there was an opportunity to wear it. I went back to Chuck's, which, you know, not a bad shoe. Yeah. Uh, Chuck's and Vans, but kind of just like plain canvas shoes, um, which, you know, still look, still love a canvas shoe. But, uh, you know, now, now that I'm more in my element, I'm, I'm getting back into sneakerhead, which uh, dumb, which, you know, is not a cheap it's hobby. Right now. Dude, I it's, mean, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely, uh, we also, like pros and cons to we that also hobby. benefit from streetwear becoming really popular. Yes. And I even said this at the ball game I went to, I was like, I, like, I know this is bias coming for me. I even feel like ballpark attire is kind of becoming fashionable. Like, for sure. Like the baseball cap, I think is really hot. Like even like an open jersey, I'm seeing more and more no, like fashionable people I think wearing. We just and I remember thinking this at the time, what we just missed that I think we would benefit from a style that I always thought we were was really cool, but we were a little too young. Was like um the Aaliyah music video fashion. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, I think it was like '90s NBA, like that. Well, but yeah. I think that feeds into that. But that oh, that's absolutely inspired by that with like the big cargo. Uh, yeah. pants again and then, the and then the tiny top yeah uh yeah uh that is kind of becoming the thing now yeah yeah and uh yeah streetwear becoming a, a big thing certainly in la and the city i've also learned that accessories don't have to mean jewelry because we don't wear jewelry no but now i look at accessories like watch belt shoes bag sunglasses like, yeah 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 like now that there's a little bit more to it than just there's a little bit more to it the spectrum has opened up a little bit of like you know girls clothes boys clothes yeah oh uh, definitely non-binary people shout out to y'all for really thank you. bridging the gap of thank like you. actually <laughs> from, i do see people from like the, the cis woman thank you truly, i needed that uh, <laughs> i have seen people say that like androgynous clothing often means masculine like sure 
you know, very few men are like, yeah, I'll put on a skirt. But even then, like, that's kind of becoming more like, like a flowy fabric around yeah. a man's waist, I think is becoming more and more popular. For sure. Yeah. Jogger pants really kind of bridge that gap. Jogger pants. Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, LA definitely how being in a city this big helped me a lot. Cause you can just like dress however the fuck you Not want. That Miami and Philly aren't, aren't big cities, but definitely the cold weather thing threw me for a loop and, and made it a little harder and, and dressing for seasons was a weird notion for me. Also, Miami- I think in a, maybe not so in Miami, but I do think in a lot of cities, like I said, if you wear like a fit, like if you put together yeah. a fit, someone's going to make a cut. Oh, okay. Who are you dressed up? For? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to hear that. That's what I'm saying. In college, I just wore what everyone else wore because Anytime I I was rocking the casual kimono look and people oh. thought that was like so hilarious and so genius. I'm like, yeah, this is on trend in every other major US city right yeah. now. Uh, I got this at Forever 21. Do you really think I'm onto something new here? Yeah. Uh, I'm my, just not wearing a North Face jacket. Then that's like yeah. so radically different. So ra- Miami has a, you know, it's a big city, but there is kind of a, a homogenous vibe to it. Certainly. Almost like the scene there is the scene it is the club uh nightlife rowdy scene dolly uh dolly uh you kind of no matter where you are you are dressed up to be looked at yeah um well, go, and, the, and the fucking europeans that are over there and they and like go go to heat like the the oh a heat game is to be seen the fucking right, Met where, Gala where i would of yeah, if I, if I went to a heat game, I was like excited to be there, but then you'd look and I'd be like in a jersey or, yeah. or like have you ever worn a heel? Yeah, but yeah, and I wasn't, and I was like underdressed for a heat game. And yeah. I was like, I gotta get out of the city. And what I've come to appreciate so much about LA is it's such a big city that you will find your niche no matter Totally. You can find it. Well, the different neighborhoods have different dress the, codes. The different neighborhoods have different dress codes. Uh and like what I have also appreciated because there's additional there's like you can go to the fancier, bougier, you know, Hollywood scene part, or there's like a real outdoors culture here, which yeah. didn't exist when I grew up. Uh where I grew up. Uh, outdoors culture was boating culture. Yeah. Um there, but same so well, again a, and everyone knows that like the actual important people are like they don't give a shit like they're just dressed like whatever yeah yeah i think uh, the kids are calling it quiet luxury quiet luxury i like that yeah i would like to live a life of that's, quiet luxury. that's what they call the succession fashion it's like yes kendall roy's baseball ca- oh it's that one brand that they, they their big thing is they make unbranded clothing but it's still like fourteen hundred dollars yeah yeah, yeah. The, for some bl- yeah. Oh, i can't think of the name of it's this a fashion flex brand. An unbranded baseball cap is a flex yeah, yeah yeah and it's like yeah even though it's like jeans and t-shirt like that outfit still costs like thirty seven hundred dollars yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean you you find yourself as you get older and and feel more comfortable with what you like and don't when i was a kid ideally. i just had such ideally um, as a kid, I just had such a hard time because I liked nothing. I didn't want to shop. I was uninterested in it. I had a mother who was very interested and, and picked though, out if clothes. Yeah, if your mom worked in fashion, though, like certainly my mom had an opinion, but like it would be kind of hard to trump someone who's like, "No, I'm telling you." Oh, and there and there were stuff, this is the next big thing, you know. And there's stuff she picked out for me that she was like, "I am telling you, this is what people are wearing." Like so certain uh, and so is seeming so authoritative and looking back on it i think about some of the stuff she got me and i'm like no that was fucking ugly mom i was right yeah, that was just you made me wear that and that was just, ugly. Hey, just because it's trendy does not mean it's cute no and she um 
I love going through her closet. I mean, to this day, I'm glad I had a mother in fashion because I will take stuff from her that she bought in the yeah. 80s and kept. Yeah. Uh, knowing uh, because she was a trend forecaster that I've pulled from her closet that uh, are staples for me mm-hmm. and like stuff I always get compliments on. But it is very fun to go through her closet because she did buy like a couple pieces, like nice pieces from when she was in the fashion industry in the 80s and 90s, mostly in the 80s that are like, what was this? Why yeah. do you, Why are you still... This is not coming back. She has this one color block business suit, tweed like wool business suit that is like purple and orange. In Miami. Uh, yeah. Well, Whoa. this was in New York. Oh, I was like, she, Jesus. This was, this, this was when she was working in New York. Uh, Forget that, what it looks like, the material alone. Oh. I love... I need to take a picture of it next time in my in Miami. I, I look for it every time to make sure she still kept it, and she has, because one day uh, that's going to come in use. The biggest... I just remember... The biggest... Um, 80s 90s fashion pull that that stuck around in closets that we were able to get is uh my mom grew up in the northeast we we went to vermont to go uh to my family's house up there and uh my brother and i opened this closet and it was full of 80s style one piece snow neon snow yeah that's fucking cool and we were like that's cool we're rocking this today like we're, we're we're going out in this and we're sitting there, we're in town, we're at the base of the mountain, and we're wearing these like neon ones. Benetton or some shit. Yeah, they were insane. Uh, and some dude, some older uh, boomer guy just walks into the bar sitting at and just goes, stands up and goes, yes! Hell yeah! Dude, <laughs> old people love to see their shit. I, I've had that happen Loved to me too, it. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wish we kept those because that house is no longer there and uh, I, I don't know where those suits went and I'm yeah, so dude, mad. Yeah, dude, sometimes those are one sick. of those throwback moves, people fucking eat that up. One of my friends has a vintage coach bag from the 70s, oh. which is, oh, if, if you want a vintage bag, the vintage coach, That's 70s, good- amazing. And r- w- older women, oh, <gasps> I loved that, yeah. ba- like strangers on the street. And that is actually, you know, even though I would not say like fashion is important to me, I do respect fashion and I wish I was someone that had it like- It is an art. It is. Yeah. And I, I actually love learning about fashion. I think it's because interesting, Because I, yeah. I think those moments are cool when it's like, okay, a buddy of mine, he was wearing a watch and I was like, dude, love the timepiece. Like, looks so great. It was an Omega. Yeah. And he was like, well, I just got this because I moved to LA and I got a job. My father, when he had his first big like adult moment, he got an Omega. My grandfather, same with him. And it's like, that is a part of fashion that I think is fucking awesome. There are really cool parts of it. And you can like write it off as like consumerism, whatever. But it, when it, an Omega, I mean, that is a quality timepiece built to last. It's it's an investment and it's it doesn't it appreciates in value actually a lot of there are things and I would never say anyone should take fashion advice from me. Um, I would say probably the opposite, in fact. But the one thing that I've learned that has made me feel comfortable, and maybe that's the only advice I can give is what makes you feel comfortable, is just you can never go wrong. And I think we're seeing it in, in jeans and a lot of things. The the basic timeless stuff that yeah. has been around forever, a straight leg jean. Levi's. Levi's. 501s. That will always... That's a jean that's been produced for over 80 years and will never go out just like a a well-fitting t-shirt nike sneakers nike sneakers yeah converse 
the there are basics that have been around forever and they have stayed there for a reason and i think most people feel comfortable wearing them uh like comfort is a factor for yep. me when i dress a hundred percent i am a fidgety nervous person <laughs> and if i am cl- in clothes that are uncomfortable my time limit on any place has uh crunched down to yeah an hour yeah max yeah uh if i am uncomfortable in what i'm wearing uncomfortable shoes will i will leave like that is yeah. the one that's like i'm gone yeah uh so like those comfortable just not trendy but like have always been their staples are if if you're not a good dresser and you don't have the patience for it stick to the classics stick to the classics i would say you know what actually helped me Working with costume designers. Oh, yeah. And watching. So sometimes, like, uh, I can't remember what publication does, but sometimes they'll inter- there will be interviews of costume designers. Like, this yeah. is how I chose to dress this character or whatever. Yeah. Honestly, treating fits like I'm putting a costume on. Not like yeah. in a fake way, but like literally like, what am I doing? What does that look like? What do I need to be able to do? Like things that a costume designer would ask themselves, like, well, they're dancing so that they need to be moved and it's going to be this kind of temperature. So keeping that like those little decisions and actually creatively, I really because to me, yeah, like the creative aspect of fashion I struggle with. But like you, practically, I can put together that much and um, learning from costume directors and designers learning uh, really helped me kind of like fashion is more fun for me now no from being on sets with costume designers what i have learned almost more than anything is it also it's not so much the piece itself but how you style it towards your body yeah um that was a big thing with t-shirts for me like i i love wearing a t-shirt i love a cool t-shirt i i'm always my t-shirt drawer is i have to shove it shut yeah um you could pull off any t- you just gotta learn how to style it right for your body like yeah I, I, and the occasion you know what i mean like and the occasion sometimes uh, you want to tie it up get a little cute other times it's kind of a nice loose fit sometimes it's a loose fit sometimes it's a tuck tuck in a t-shirt french tuck a t-shirt that's my move that's like one uh, of my biggest yeah, moves i yeah. can learn about tucking t-shirts and that can really go a long way for a See, short because it person. creates a waste and because this is what i'm talking about when for, i say silhouette for for a short person uh tucking a t-shirt can go a long way yeah. a little tuck somewhere um this is, yeah, but this is no unsolicited fashion advice. Unsol- after we just talked about how much we actually don't like it, there was also one time. I think I told this story on the podcast. I I'm so like aloof to fashion that I was I was walking into a bat mitzvah. I was like 14 years old or something like that, and uh, we had uh, one of my dad's friends come into town. It was a family friend's bat mitzvah for this uh, one, and we're walking into the temple, and I'm a little ahead, and I hear my dad's friend who's like kind of messing with me goes Bridget that's a pretty bold choice wearing two different shoes Uh. and I looked down and I just grabbed because I had to wear like these high heels that I hated yeah I had like two metallics big in the early 2000s two metallic pairs of heels that I did not like spend the time looking at and was wearing two completely different like size heels yeah it didn't feel weird on your foot you know I think I was so uncomfortable in the clothes anyway that I was like I don't like this I'm not comfortable I'm not going to be comfortable I'm going to want to get out of here as soon as possible just grab the shoes I don't like because mom will yell at you if not and uh, go, go to the event and uh 
I did get props that day for not making my parents turn around. Not that they would have, but my... <laughs> yeah, no, you just got to stick it out. I was like, this is my mistake. We're all the way here. We drove there 45 been, minutes. There have been times in red carpet history where people have worn the two-shoe and it's been like a look. Yeah, that was not what I was going for. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was not... I. Yeah, I didn't like particularly... Trying to like, give you an out, you know? No, no. I, I fully just was not paying attention to what I was wearing because I was so checked out and yeah. so like miserable in what I was wearing. And now, you know, I've learned to dress up and enjoy the process of putting together like a nicer look for myself. And time, really. Give yourself like hours. Think about it. So you're it. not feeling so rushed. Yeah. 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 Um, do you think we've helped anybody here today? I think we're always helping people. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. Uh, Whether we talk about this or the Fast and the Furious. Uh, yeah. It, it, it we helps are doing people. good. Uh, yeah. Take a fashion advice from two people who didn't learn to dress. T- fashion advice from a st- podcast where you're not even looking at us. Uh, yeah. I, Famously an audio medium. I am wearing a shirt with holes in it that I got for free. Fit check. Actually, I got a little Kim Possible you got going a, on right you got now. But my shoes look right crazy. Uh, yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing uh, my house shoes today. This is true. You came to my house, so my I, I showed up. You know, this yeah. is, I didn't have to put on an outfit. This is what I found today. <laughs> eh, whatever. Um, uh, well, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> thank you to our patrons. If you are not a patron and you want to check out our Patreon, uh, a lot of really good content, very affordable. If you've got a little extra chunk of change. I say become a patron. We love reading the comments. We love the community. So get a part of that. Uh, if not, continue to listen to us for free right yeah. now, like you're doing. Uh, or maybe not. I'm and if you're not, thank you. Twitter until I'm not on Twitter at SK underscore Griffith. I'm also on Instagram at Sarah Griffith, just for in case. I feel, like now we, I feel like now we have to give two. I know. Because the one, I'm on TikTok. Try that. She's on TikTok. SK underscore she's, Griffith. She's blown up and on TikTok. actually, one of you listening right now has commented multiple times on my TikTok and you are on a TikTok live. I want to say shout out to you. Hell yeah. Because somebody t- commented, they're like, oh my God, I've been watching your TikTok forever and I have I think your voice sounds familiar. You are the host of the cast and the curious. And I was no like, way. I am. That is exactly is. who I am. Yeah. That's awesome. And this person, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your name, but they mentioned rough stuff on my last TikTok live. So That's so cool. So yeah, I'm on TikTok. Follow me. Fuck Twitter. Go to TikTok. SK underscore Griffith. Same as my Twitter. I'm not on TikTok. My brain can't <laughs> handle it. Uh, but uh, I am on Twitter at Bridget Tweets. Uh, I'm on Instagram, but I, I don't really think... I, whatever. I, Bridget underscore Greenberg. Uh, sometimes I do stuff on there. Uh, that's Just for follow the Patreon. You'll, you'll, find, you'll, find, you'll us. find us. We're, yeah. I think Bridget also has a website, as do I. Like, just Google us, I think, if you really, really if need you, to know what's going really on. If you really need to know what's going on in our lives. Um where we're available um but again thank you for listening to this podcast uh we'll we'll talk to you guys next time